This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Kevin Zadai. And Kevin, you have been on this program uh, a number of times now, both regular TV programs and a season of shows that you do with us and live shows. And I have to tell you, I've been privileged to produce all your programs so far, most of them anyway. And um, this book, your brand new book in two CD set, it's rigged in your favor. How would you live if you knew you wouldn't fail? I read this book, and I have to tell you, Kevin, that this is by far my favorite. And uh, it's my favorite because you could take this book as a manual to live your life in appointments, divine appointments with God, not disappointments. And you really lay it out so powerfully on how we can live this life in the presence and the glory and in the joy of the Lord and really do all those things that God has accomplished for us. I'm so excited, Ryan. I, this one, this one, it tops it all. I have, I have encountered something that I have not encountered before while I wrote this book. The Lord really visited me on this one. And you've, you've kind of coined the phrase, it's rigged in your favor. And I remember just a personal story. We had a hurricane come through Charlotte, North Carolina, two years ago, I believe, and uh, a bunch of my 40-foot trees fell. The first thing I did when I stepped out on my deck is, you know what? Somehow this is all rigged in my favor. There were trees that were rotted. None of them fell on my house. And I've learned through your teaching on everything being rigged that God really does work all things together for good to those who love him. That's, that's right, Ryan. And it's just the message that I have right now. I believe I was sent back for this very purpose. This book is by far the, the best book I've ever written, and it's going to help a lot of people. Now, I know we've talked about this uh, several times on, on our program, but real briefly, just in a tiny nutshell, when you say you came back, can you describe what happened uh, when you were on the operating table just briefly? Yeah, yeah, briefly, what happened was I went in for an operation for my jaw and for my teeth, and I had to have some teeth extracted. During the operation, they gave me too much anesthesia, so I was uh, out of my body and walking around the room where I was being operated on. I saw my body actually laying on the table as the doctors were working on me, and that's when Jesus came in, and he took me for 45 minutes during the operation and showed me all kinds of truths that, you know, were in the Bible, but I just didn't grasp them like I did with him. Then he sent me back, and he gave me a mandate to tell everything that I had seen and heard, but he held it for a long time. So I actually held it for 23 years before I, I wrote the first book on this vision. So that's what happened. He showed me the other realm, that we live in two realms down here. We live in the spirit realm and in the earth realm, and he showed me how to win uh, at walking successfully in this earth realm by yielding to the Spirit continually. And Kevin, uh, just from listening to your teachings on, on YouTube and reading this book, I've literally felt myself—I don't know if I can explain this correctly, but I literally have felt myself uh, climbing out 
of where I've been all these years and climbing into that new place in God because you teach in your book that you don't have to live under the the pressure and the thumb of the enemy and you teach us how to how to understand that everything is truly rigged in our favor. Yes, because in heaven I saw that that books are written before we're born and that if we choose to follow God and and submit to him and and give our lives over in the crucified life that we literally can walk out our books and we will actually see the enemy fail because he becomes the victim and we actually rule and reign over him in this life. I I like that. Now, uh, Kevin, you had a powerful uh, encounter with the Lord. You've had many, uh, I know, but this one was unique in the fact that you were at a coffee shop And uh, I believe it was ministers sitting with you at the coffee shop, and the most incredible thing happened. Tell that story. This happened uh, several years ago. It was actually a group of about 12 of us at a table. It was a round table, and we were discussing how to uh, do a citywide outreach. And all of a sudden, I looked up over the heads of the ministers that were on the other side of me, and Jesus had walked into the coffee shop, and he walked up behind uh, the three individuals that were in front of me, and he motioned to uh, that he wanted to tell me something. He said, ask them what they would do tomorrow if they knew they couldn't fail. And um, I'm thinking, well, maybe he should just ask them. <laughs> because I, 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 um, these are powerful men and women of God. And so anyway, I asked him, I said, the Lord's behind you, and he wants me to ask you what you would do tomorrow, how would you live, if you knew you couldn't fail. And their jaws just dropped, uh, and they had to think about it for a couple minutes. Uh, It was a very powerful experience. I didn't expect that to happen. But that's how this book was uh, birthed, out of uh, that experience, because Jesus told me it was time to release this book. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, because there, there are so many people, Kevin, that are listening to this and watching you and and seeing the, the incredible um, teachings that the Lord has given you. But there's so many people that feel, number one, like a failure, and number two, that they are constantly failing, falling short of, of their love for God, uh, maybe in their marriage, their personal life. So what does that really mean? How would we live tomorrow if we knew we could not fail? What does it actually mean? It's our framework of how we frame things in our own world, and God comes in and invades that. So it's essentially, Jesus wants to come come in and synchronize us with heaven. So there's a kingdom of heaven, and there's the kingdoms of this earth. But one day, the kingdoms of our God are going to become the kingdoms of this world. They're going to be handed over to Jesus. And I found that we can actually allow the Holy Spirit to synchronize us with heaven and you'll see failure go out the window. I, I actually was told by Jesus, so you, just so you understand, the last thing he said to me before I went back into my body on the operating table, he told me, he said, if you go back, I will make sure that you will not fail. He said, you will not fail. You'll succeed at everything. And that's what's happened to me. I Every, every time that I allow my spirit to synchronize with heaven, my heart, and I just go by my heart, not my head, Everything works out, and I saw that others need to walk in this, too. So I I wrote this book, and I'm teaching it all over the world right now. And when you talk about things being rigged in our favor, you teach that you remember the time, you remember the moment that you realized you weren't a victim anymore. Talk about that. 
it was profound. It was just like it was yesterday. I woke up, I got out of bed, and I was standing in front of my nightstand, and this power and authority rose up within me. It wasn't something, Ryan, that came on me. It was something that rose up in me. And I looked, and I all of a sudden I had a vision. I was looking into my enemy's eyes, and he saw that I had turned inside, that I had flipped the whole situation around through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in my life. It had come to a place where he knew that he had lost his ability to, to manipulate me and control me, and he started backing off in terror. He literally left, and, and he doesn't even approach me anymore like that. He never, he never comes to me in the same way that he used to because he realized that he was the victim now, and I was the victor. It really happened. I can remember it uh, just like it was yesterday. And, Kevin, you teach that you started uh, going after him instead of uh, the enemy pursuing you like never before. And then you started to see increase in favor taking over your life and uh, all these wonderful things happening, these doors opening. But if I could take it just a little deeper for those who are listening, uh, what did you do practically? I know it's throughout the whole book, and this is what really changed my life uh, reading this book, but just a couple little nuggets before we move on. What did you practically do to get to that place where, wait a second, and you rose up on the inside and the tables were turned? I had built my spirit up uh, through the Word of God and through praying in the Spirit. And then what happened was is the authority of the Holy Spirit was allowed to take over through the crucified life uh, and, and just deny myself so that in the morning, I would take the initiative. I would wake up, and, the, and as soon as I wake up, I say yes to the Lord. I say yes, Lord, to whatever's written in my books. And then I tell the enemy, I, I t- I'm going to drive you out today. I'm going to push you out of every place that I go. I'm driving you out, and I start breaking the powers over all of my friends and uh, my partners and my students. I start to, to push him back. And I don't let him rest. I never want him to rest, so I keep pushing him constantly, uh, telling him about how the lake of fire is where he's going. And I, 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 I'm very aggressive because I said, I said to him, now it's your turn to be tormented. You know, the, the devil torments people all their lives, and when, when this turnaround happens, this breakthrough and this overthrow, then people start to realize that their books— say that it's rigged in their favor, and Satan doesn't want any believer to ever come to this place. And so for those who are listening, uh, if, if you grab that last thing, we have to understand that the enemy has been trying to torment you in your body, in your finances, in your mind, in your marriage, with your family, even at your church, at your job. And this whole teaching will revolutionize your life because you'll understand that no matter what part of my life I am facing— we have to have that revelation, hey, it's going to be okay because God said it was going to be okay and everything is rigged in our favor. And, and Kevin, one thing that I, I love that you say is basically after you say yes to God every morning, uh, then start hitting the devil in the head with a two-by-four. Yeah, I start swinging. <laughs> He's getting smarter to stay away from me. And I'm telling you what, I know it's hard to believe because I, I didn't ever think that it could be this way. But the, the devil doesn't even approach me like, like he used to because he knows I'm going to start swinging. And uh, what it is is Jesus said 
said to me, he said, Kevin, he, he said, I said that the evil one is coming, but he has nothing in me. And he said, Kevin, when you get to the place where you've allowed God to, to make the adjustments inside of you, and you start to realize that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, he said, once you start to, to, to realize that, he said, the enemy will not want to come near you. He will not uh, talk to you anymore. He just, he'll go find someone weaker. And I'm telling you, Ryan, that has happened. The devil doesn't even mention things to me anymore because when he says something to me, I, I, I say, well, now I know I'm going to get it because you're telling me I'm not because you're a liar. And I start to reverse everything on him. Mm. He doesn't know how to deal with a, a believer that's like that. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, I really am feeling the presence of the Lord. And you talk throughout your book about how each of us have a book of destiny in heaven in that Jesus told uh, you that the Father never destined anyone to fail. Talk about the books of destiny that are written about each one of us and how that is truly rigged in our favor because of what is in these books. Yeah, well, Jesus told me that he said it was the Father's plan that every person come to heaven. So he said that all the books are written as though everyone is coming. He said that Hell was made for the devil and his angels. It was never meant for man. And so he said, we write everything as though everyone's coming, and the angels are sent to bring everybody to a place of repentance and, and so that they can accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if that doesn't happen, they just put them back in a cycle again until they do accept. So the books are written as though you're never going to fail. And then he told me this. He said, the Holy Spirit inside of a Christian— has never thought that that person was going to fail. And he said, and also the angels that are sent, they've never had a thought that we're going to be a mission failure in any way. So everything is working for us. Jesus told me this. He said, um, we never thought that anyone would fail. We write everything in our books as though they're coming here and that they're going to live a, a powerful, successful life, because the body of Christ is so important that everyone uh, stay together in, in, in unity. And this is what was written in the books. I saw it. Everybody's book is beautiful. And, and you teach that each person's book showed how they would affect a generation, no matter who they were. And, uh, of course, you also teach that the book was conditional according to how we had allowed the Father to implement what was written in our book uh, as we yield to His will every day. Yeah, and that's the problem. See, uh, there, there's this false doctrine that uh, God will do what He wants to do. There's this false uh, idea about how the Lord's character. But when I met Jesus, I really saw the character of the Father in Him. And I saw that in order to make man in the image of God, which is in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, in order to do that, the biggest risk that the Trinity had when they discussed making man was is that they were going to have to give him a free will in order for him to be exactly the image of God. So when when we were made, there was a big risk that we would do what we wanted to do, and that's what happened. So right now, people are waiting on God, but he's actually waiting on them to, to uh, submit to his authority and synchronize with heaven. Kevin, you talk about making adjustments in our perception as everything being rigged in our favor and uh, God has planned out our journey. What are some of the adjustments that we need to make immediately uh, so the things that are written in our book begin to come to pass? 
Well, I got a, a couple of things here, three to be exact. The first one is, is that the Lord is intimately aware of you. He knows everything about you, and He genuinely cares for you. And that's the first adjustment that you've got to make in order to to uh, be synchronized with heaven, you've got to accept this, that the Lord knows about you and he is concerned genuinely. Okay, the, the second adjustment would be uh, about your words. Jesus spent 20 minutes out of the 45 minutes with me in the operating room and, and elsewhere where he took me talking about words. So when I speak, I have to be mindful that I'm supposed to be speaking as though I'm speaking the very oracles of God. Uh, and I'm also supposed to be speaking the things that are ordained for me, which are revealed in the Word of God and by the Spirit. And and I need to synchronize with what God has already spoken over me, and the Spirit of God's the only one that can help you with that. So the other adjustment, the third one, is, is that I need to know that my Father hears me when I pray. Jesus, when he prayed, he said, Father, I know that you always hear me. And I know that God is listening right now as I pray. I say that all the time. When I speak Jesus' name, all of heaven is listening because now God the Father knows that I'm going to ask something in Jesus' name. And so this is the other thing that we have to do to, to uh, shift our perception, that we know that God hears our prayers and He answers us. And the Spirit of God is here to help us. And Kevin, you've had many experiences, uh, not only supernaturally on this earth, but also in the in heaven and in the heavenly realms. I believe that a lot of the experience that you have had are to bring that revelation back and to say, listen, this is what's going on, and this is how you can partake. And one of those experiences in heaven was when you saw the place where you are actually breathed out by the Father, and then you saw what happened at the end of your life. Talk about that. One of the things that has happened to, to kind of uh, mess Christians up is what I call the Greek way of thinking, which is that linear. And so we got our calendars and all the timeline-type ideas, uh, days, months, years, and the timeline from Greek thought. But God is not Greek. He's Hebrew, and in Hebrew, it's a cyclical, so everything's a cycle and a season. So I saw that the very place that I was conceived in the heart of God and breathed out is the very spot that I would return and give an account for my life. And so I saw God think of me, and then he breathed me out, and I went into my mother's womb. And and I lived my life out according to the book that he had written for me before I was born. And I saw that when I came back, I just stood there and gave an account of what I had done with what I had been given. Now, this is what blew me away, Ryan, is that I saw that I was only operating at 35% of what I could have done. It was an immediate thing. And Jesus didn't say this to me. I saw it uh, as clear as day. And there was no failure. He said, you've been faithful, Kevin. But I knew that I could have done more. And I told him that. When I told him that, I think he got the idea that he could send me back or something because <laughs> I got a second chance. And so a lot of people don't understand why I write three or four books a year, and I, I do you know, almost eight to ten study guides a year, and I have a school, and I, I hardly ever sleep. But they don't understand. I got a second chance at life, and I'm going to do it right this time. And speaking of uh, books, you have a brand-new book 
It's rigged in your favor. How would you live if you knew you wouldn't fail? I mean, that revelation alone, those two uh, sentences are amazing. And uh, your two CD set that goes along with it. What What is, when people begin to read this, I know what it did for me. I could go on and on for the rest of the show to talk about that. But what will the book do for people, this CD set, when they get it in their hands? What's going to begin to happen? Okay, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen because Jesus gave me the way to not only help reveal truths, but then reinforce them. So the book and the CD set, they're all set up so that it creates an environment that you can grow in. See, I saw that it was hostile down here on the earth. When I was in heaven, I saw all the demonic. And, you know, I haven't even shared uh, but 20% of what I saw about that, but I didn't want to come back. But Jesus showed me how you can write a book and how you can do CDs and, and different things like that, impartation, uh, to create an environment where you it's conducive for growth. In other words, the Word of God will produce fruit in you. And so everything that I do is based on that fact, Ryan. It's just I, I want to create an environment where people feel safe and they feel value and they can grow, and they will walk in this. This is for everybody. This is not, this is not just for uh, the chosen few. This is for the body of Christ, and this is what we need in this hour. I, I, I want manifestation. I don't want to just hear stories anymore. I want to walk in this, and that's what people are saying all over the world. And for those who are listening, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you, and I know those at home or in your car, wherever you listen to this, you've heard me on this podcast many, many times over the years. I have to tell you, this book has revolutionized my mind, my thinking, and the way I live every day. I do not live... Uh, each day anymore like I used to. And you say, well, Ryan, what does that mean? I live it as understanding that, you know, you have to live holy. You have to live pure. You have to do these things. Of course, it's all part of it. Living on fire for God, that's all part of it. But also knowing that there's a book in heaven written about Ryan, written about Kevin, written about you, and you are destined for success and not failure. And that's what you're going to receive from this book. And Kevin, also, when you had died on the operating table and you came back, you are playing all these instruments now. How many instruments now can you play that you couldn't play before uh, this encounter? Well, there's 14, and then there's only one left that I, I want to learn is the drums. <laughs> I do 14 now, and, and what it is is I'm not even a musician. It's because other people haven't picked these up, and so I have to do it. Because he told me, he said that um, he would come to me and ask me to do certain things because others aren't doing it. And when I when I was in heaven, I heard all this music, and I saw how we can actually just bring it back with us. And, and you didn't have to be a good musician to do that. You just had to be available. So I, I create these CDs where it's actually the third part of the environment setting idea that I was talking to you about where it's conducive for growth. The, the music actually creates a freedom around you so that you can study and pray and, and assimilate and get a good harvest off the Word of God that's sown in your heart. Now, I've heard a sneak peek of the brand-new Soaking CD, Altar Fire, and it is incredible. There is a real intimacy with the Lord, a real holiness, and uh, I'm telling you, it'll burn you from the inside out in a good way, in a powerful way. Talk about this brand-new Soaking CD, Altar Fire. Yes, right. This is my fourth one, and what I, I... 
was asked to do by the Lord was create an atmosphere of of holy fire. And so I I wanted to take an, a coal from the altar and somehow transfer it into the music. And I knew just the people to do that. There's a, there's several people that are on this album that I trust deeply, and they all live in the holiness and in the fire of God. And so on this soaking CD, we yield to the Spirit to the point where it actually takes you into an environment that is not like what you were in a second ago before you turned the, the music on. It literally uh, dispels the demons and it causes you to be able to hook up with the Spirit of God. Um, I'm feeling the fire right now because I, I just cut that album and it, I still feel the fire from it. This soaking CD will minister to you deeply as you begin to understand that you are intimately created for fellowship with God. Now, Kevin, something that uh, is in your book that most people, uh, most ministers, I should say, do not talk about, and it's it's deep, it's powerful, uh, but it's eternal. And the Lord showed you about the millennial reign, uh, you specifically about your own life, and the Lord told you that Christians on this earth, now listen at home, should not simply be surviving, but that Christians are to be thriving and that we are qualifying for our position in the millennial reign. Now, Kevin, I know we could talk the rest of the podcast about qualifying for the millennial reign, but if you could just share what the Lord showed you in whatever you're willing to say uh, to the people about your own self in the millennial reign, this is really, really impactful. Yeah, Ryan, I will. I will share this part of it with you because I was standing before Jesus and he was talking to me, and he was talking to me as though I had never sinned. And so I looked deep in his eyes, and I saw that he had no record of my past at all. And what he was saying to me was is that he said, Kevin, you're not down here surviving on the earth. You're down here to qualify your next position in the millennial reign with me. He said, you're going to be ruling and reigning with me shoulder to shoulder forever. And when he said that forever came out of his mouth, I looked down and I had a robe on that was an ambassador's robe. It was pure gold, but it was that rose gold, you know, it was kind of a a red color. And it had buttons the whole way from the top of my neck, the whole way to the floor. And I had stripes on my sleeve. I think I counted about seven or eight. And I had patches that were territories and countries that I was over. And the Lord showed me that I was down here on probation, that my life down here, everything that I assimilated and did for him, that it transferred over into the next millennial reign where I was going to be over countries, and that the angels that serve me right now are going to be under me. It blew me away. I, I'd never heard anything like it. So how do we begin to get out of survival mode? I mean, your whole teaching is about that. But just on this podcast, what are some of the steps? Uh, because, you know, I, I really sense in my spirit, even as we're doing this interview, that there's so many people that have that spirit of heaviness on them, and they, they can't see a way out in any direction they turn. How do you begin to walk out? of survival mode into thriving? Well, it's a process, and it has to do with us going on to maturity. We have to embrace a lot of truths that are absolute in heaven, and they're not opinions. And I I believe that the best thing you can do is build yourself up in, in the most holy of faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I believe that 
that we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to empower us to where we say no to the flesh and to ungodliness, and we say yes to God. And what happens is, is after a while of praying that all the things that are written about me in my book in heaven, I agree with, and I want them to be initiated in, into this realm now, I have found that there is a, comes a point where the overcoming power of Jesus takes over my whole life, and I'm no longer just surviving down here, and I'm rolling and reigning, and the enemy knows it. He starts. You can see him in fear backing off because I've submitted to God and I've resisted the devil, and, and the devil has to flee from me in terror. And Kevin, in that encounter with the Lord in 1992, you talk about in your book something that you're just now being released to share, and it's about walking inside the eyes of Jesus. And a lot of this has to do with Psalm 139. If you wouldn't mind just taking uh, however long you feel to talk about that encounter and and how uh, Psalm 139, it's all linked together. Yeah, Psalms 139 is actually a a foundation for everybody's life. And when the Lord showed me uh, this whole psalm, I actually didn't pay attention to it. And I, when I came back from the visitation with him, I had to go through the whole thing. I was shocked at what was in Psalms 139 because Jesus allowed me to walk into his eyes, and I went inside of him, and I watched in his heart how he thought of me and then he formed me, and then he breathed me out into my mother's womb. And I saw that he had already intended for me to be a certain way. And then he said to me, he said, Kevin, you turned out just like I thought of you. He said, I remember that day when I thought of you. He said, you turned out just fine, just exactly how I, I thought of you. And it just melted me. And then I saw that that from now on, everything about me it didn't matter what people thought or what they said about me, and I didn't have to manipulate or control situations. I was already set, and I was actually literally given the test and the questions and sent back. So I have the test questions and the answers in me, and that, that's what happened to me. I, when I came back, I saw that it's all rigged. It's totally rigged in my favor. I even have the test questions already before I even take the test. Now, with that, how are the angels assigned to us to help us? Well, they actually go into the libraries of heaven. They pull your book if they're assigned to you. They discuss what's written there, and then they're given a certain amount of freedom on how to implement. So they actually figure it out beforehand, then they come down, and they they don't have a lot of a uh, lot of work to do with me because I've learned to yield. It's it's um, now getting other people to yield. But the angels actually are implementers, and you know. So there's these key words in heaven. I learned implementation, and and also acceleration. So there's like these two words that the angels actually implement, and then they accelerate. So if you see favor, overwhelming favor coming in somebody's life, it's because they've allowed the angels to start to work to synchronize them with their books. So you'll see a lot of favor. You'll, you'll see uh, it to where people get jealous because they, they, they want the same thing, but it's overthrow. So they've gone from breakthrough to overthrow, and that they're no longer a victim and then the demonic has to back off, which means that the angels now have free reign to implement and to accelerate. Kevin, on this earth, uh, we feel so limited uh, by 
Uh, so many things. I mean, I, everybody's got their their thing that they're limited by. It could be their job, could be their finances, could be their health, could be, you know, the enemy's attack. But when you were in heaven, the Lord told you that, hey, there's no one up here limiting you about anything. We all believe in you. Yeah, he said he said to me, he said, Kevin, who told you you couldn't do that? And uh, he, was, he was discussing some things with me. He said, who told you you can't do that? And I had to think about it. I said, well, yeah, who did? And he goes, there's nobody up here. Uh, that would ever say that. He said, we all believe in you up here. He said, you're talked about up here, and everybody loves you. He said, the angels that are sent to help you, they love you. They, they're they excited for you. He said, the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, they, the Holy Spirit has never thought you were going to fail. They, the Holy Spirit is so much for you. And it just, I'll tell you what, right, it, I felt like I expanded, and it just it just ripped the, any demonic off of me, and now and now I feel the freedom to just be who I am. And I'm telling you, every single person on this earth needs to experience this. And they need to be born again and then walk in the Spirit. And Christians, especially, they need to get over themselves. That's what Jesus told me. He said, teach people how to get over themselves. <laughs> that's a big one, getting over ourselves, and that's what you— uh teach in the book, you know, listen, it's not about you. It's about God's plan for you and through you. And when you begin to understand that, it changes everything. In fact, you teach in your book that you go from revelation to visitation to habitation. And you're one of those people that I I really believe with all my heart that lives in the habitation of the presence of God. So talk about that just for a moment, moving from just getting revelation to being visited every once in a while to living in what you're talking about every day. Yeah, the, Jesus told me that it was, it was very simple. He said, first of all, you go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23, and you pray that prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians. He said he prayed that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, that it would be flooded with light, and they would have a spirit of revelation and wisdom come upon them. So that's what I pray, is I pray for that revelation to come, because the Holy Spirit is a revealer. Okay, then that'll initiate visitation. So in visitation, you'll have things happen where it'll either be an angel or uh, or Jesus, or the Holy Spirit will come in a powerful way, and you'll be visited. But then it, it, it goes away after a while. And then he said, after that, you can have habitation where you get to the place where you yield to the Holy Spirit so strongly and so so much that you love Him passionately, that you live a holy life. And when you live a holy life, the Holy Spirit will come, and Jesus will come, the Father will come, and they will live with you permanently in habitation. And you see, Jesus said, if you passionately love me, and obey my commands, me and my Father are going to come live with you. And, he, you know, he already promised that the Holy Spirit would come and not leave us as orphans. So essentially we have the Trinity living in us, and this this is this is a profound truth, and I, I, I want everyone in the world to, to grasp this so we can finish this age up and bring Jesus back. And, Kevin, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, most people don't have that opportunity to die and go to heaven and come back. Um, and then you saw in heaven that you were only operating at 35%. You teach through the book, everything that I saw, to correct me if I'm wrong, everything that I saw 
if I would implement this in my life, I don't have to have this. It would be wonderful, but I don't have to go to heaven to learn what I'm doing wrong and how I'm missing it. All I have to do is obey the word and worship God and do the things that you outline in the book, get over myself and so on and so forth, that I can walk and live in habitation in the presence of God. And I don't have to go through some significant encounter to get me realigned. That's right, and the, the secret is is that, uh, unfortunately, I had to die and see Jesus, but it says that there's a greater reward for those who have not seen God, you know, have seen Jesus and have, have lived their life by faith. So actually, a lot of people have a greater reward than I do, uh, but this is the fact. Jesus showed me that it was the key was the crucified life, and that I, you don't have to die, go to heaven, and come back. You can actually just live the crucified life, and you'll operate at 100 percent. I only operated at, at the, the smallest amount, was 35 percent, and I still was faithful, but it was because I didn't grasp the crucified life to the fullest that I should have. I was living it, but I was in and out of it, and now I'm teaching everybody. And just so you know, Ryan, uh, the crucified life is not always a popular subject because it costs you something. And a lot of times people want something for free. They want to have it uh, uh, given to them without it costing them anything. But Jesus said, listen, if you have anything to do with me, you've got to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And it's the same Jesus today. He still believes in the crucified life. Okay, your brand new book and two CD set, it's rigged in your favor. I love that title. How would you live if you knew you wouldn't fail in your brand new soaking CD, Altar Fire? And Kevin, one more time, tell the people that are listening what what this whole resource is going to do for them. Well, I know, Ryan, I I don't even think about it. I know it, that this is an impartation from heaven. It's set up so that they can create this atmosphere in their life for growth. I want a hundredfold return on the seed of the Word of God that is sown in their hearts. So the book and the CDs and then the music, that creates an environment for growth. I want I want to see everyone mature to the place where we start to, to thrive down here and walk in the power in the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And Kevin, it just came in my heart that you're not bashful to tell people that, listen, if you live the crucified life, if you yield to the Spirit, and if you begin to follow what is written in your book, and, and again, in this book that you wrote, you teach people how to follow what is in their book written in heaven, you're not bashful about talking about, listen, favor is going to run you down and take you over in your finances, in your health, in your relationships, correct? Yeah, because um, the Lord gave me this saying, favor isn't fair sometimes. And what what I, I've realized is, is that favor actually is good for the person who's receiving it, but it also provokes others. Uh, it'll provoke others to jealousy. And that's what's even happening with the Gentiles and the Jews. You I mean, God has shown, shown his favor to the Gentiles and grafted us in, but it Paul talks about the fact that it will provoke uh, the Jews to jealousy in the sense of a scene that God is with us. And uh, I'm telling you, I worked at a Fortune 500 company for 30 years, and I'm retired. I talk to 800 people a day. I'm telling you, they want to see the goods. They want to know, why should I be a Christian? And they, they're going to see favor on in your life. They're going to want it. They, people that got saved that knew me at work, is they got saved because they saw favor. 
And most people don't remember, unless they, they're following your ministry, that you were with the Southwest Airlines for 29-some years. And what people at home need to understand is everything that Kevin teaches in this book and CDs, uh, he implemented that as he was, as you like to say, Kevin, pouring Sprites and Cokes and listen to everybody complain about the weather. You learned how to do all this in the midst of working in the middle of a worldly atmosphere. Right. I, I had to develop my character to the place where I could carry the glory and not just talk about it or maybe touch it. I didn't experience a little bit of it. I, I had to learn how to walk in it. To be a carrier of the glory, you have to have character. And Jesus told me, he said, I'm more concerned about your character than I am your comfort right now. Because he put me in that, that situation at work so that I can develop my character. And people saw that God was with me, and they couldn't deny it. Kevin, will you pray whatever is on your heart for those who are listening? will. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I know that the holy fire from the altar is coming, and I believe, Lord God, that people are being touched right now. And Father, I thank you that you will open their eyes, that their heart will be flooded with light, and that they will see the hope to which they've been called. A spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming upon them right now, that they'll know the hope to which they've been called, and that they're chosen, and that the glorious inheritance that you have given the saints will be revealed to them. And I thank you that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is welling up within them right now, a powerful surge of the waves and the frequency of heaven, the synchronization of heaven is coming into their spirits right now. Father, let them know how much they are loved and cherished and that they're valued. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Kevin Zadai. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special resource. How would you live if failure was impossible? When Kevin Zadai died, he met Jesus face to face and in this incredible encounter, Jesus revealed a life-changing truth and sent him back to share it with every believer. Jesus said, you can't fail because it is all rigged in your favor. These simple words will shift your whole paradigm for life through Kevin's exclusive brand new book and two CD set. It's rigged in your favor. When Kevin came back from his visitation to heaven, he was able to play 14 musical instruments that he could not previously play. The sound of many of those instruments are recorded on Kevin's brand new soaking CD, Altar Fire. This CD will create an atmosphere of holy fire that consists of the very presence and glory of God. Demons will be driven away from you as you listen. Call now for Kevin Zadai's exclusive brand new book and two CD set, It's Rigged in Your Favor, an exclusive soaking CD, Altar Fire, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. 2697 or go to our website at sidroth.org that's s i d r o t h . o r g kevin zadai's exclusive brand new book and two cd set it's rigged in your favor an exclusive soaking cd 
altar fire. Offer number 9672 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9672. Once again, that's offer number 9672.